Well, welcome all our online attenders as well. So good to have you guys with us. And also our visitors today, if you're visiting with us, it's so good to have you here with us today. We love new people. Uh, we uh, we uh, want to be a church that our doors are open for all people to come. And it's our heart today that uh, you leave this place feeling encouraged, filled of hope, that hopefully you meet some really great people and find a sense of belonging and community here. And uh, I just really encourage you guys, if it is your first time today, head out to our visitors lounge after the service, get a coffee on, off, coffee on us and uh, meet, some of our t- meet some of our team. It'd be great to have you with us. Um, well, hey, actually, this is my first official message as a campus pastor, which is exciting. And uh, I just would like to thank everyone who has shown Shekinah and I uh, love and support as we transition into this new role. It means a lot to us. We are overwhelmed by messages on Facebook and Instagram and people on church uh, thanking us and supporting us. Uh, it means so much to us that our church family would love and support us in this role. Uh, it, it just, uh, you know, we feel very honored and humbled to take this role under Pastor John and Dan in this house. And I want to honor our senior pastors as well. I know they're not here today, they're on holidays, but they are world changers. They're literally leading the movement, see uh, through Australia, uh, building the kingdom of God and seeing people reached. And uh, they're the biggest believers of people. They love this house with all their heart. And uh, we're just so blessed to serve under them in this role. Uh, Mum and dad of the house, uh, son and daughter of the house, uh, handling some responsibilities for them so they can do some bigger, big things. Amen? So it's cool. A a special shout out to a couple of people, uh, Jordan and Courtney Meats. They're not here this morning. They might be here at a later service, but I've got a photo of them. And we welcomed baby Harrison into the world today. Hey, baby Harrison. We went to go visit him and uh, baby Harrison right there and uh, making my wife super clucky and a bit of fun right there. And then also it was uh, Kristen Flutter. She might be here in a later service as well. She graduated her nursing degree from... Graduated her nursing degree with honors, I must admit. Did exceptionally well in our church. One of our group leaders did such a good job. And in my household as well, it was a big week as well. It was my wife's birthday, Shekinah. And uh, happy birthday to my lovely wife. <laughs> big week there. And uh, my wife, like, he, my wife kind of haggles me a little bit. So it's like the end of her birthday. It's like, it's my birthday week, eh? And then at the end of the bir- at the end of the birthday week, it she comes to me. It's my birthday month, eh? And uh, I said, uh, no, you cut it off at the birthday week. And so, and uh, <laughs> a bit of fun, bit of fun. Well, today we're concluding our series, Matters of the Heart, and uh, what a great series it has been. Uh, to ask ourselves this important life question: What is written on our hearts? What is written on our hearts? And whether you like it. Or not, we all have things written on our heart. So we all have good things written on our heart, and these things bring a strength to us, uh, bring confidence, bring joy, bring peace into our life. But we also have negative and hurtful things written on our heart that cause pain, dysfunction, anger, fear in our lives as well. 
And it's important that no person is uh, a good person or no person is a bad person, that we're a mixture of all these different things written on our heart. And uh, in the Bible, it says this. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It says, guard your heart, not to close your heart, but to guard your heart. People who have a closed heart sometimes mix up. Having a closed heart is, is a way of guarding your heart, but that's not true at all. The way you we guard our heart, what does that actually mean to guard your heart? Well, there is a, a city and they have city walls. And those city walls, people, and the sort of city walls were gates, and people would come in and out of those gates to get into the city. But at each of those gates, there were guards posted at the gate. And what they would do is they would sit there and they would watch people coming in. And their goal was to stop, to stop anyone that was going to cause harm or pain within the city. And it's, it's like a security check at the airport. You can't get on the plane until you've gone through the security check. And the guard's job at the security check is to make sure no one who has intention to cause pain or to hurt people on that plane gets on that plane. And what it means to guard our heart is that, yes, it's like a security check. We need to monitor the things that are coming into our heart. We need to monitor the things that, um, that are in our lives that are speaking into our world because what it means is that if they get into our heart, it will determine the course of our life. <laughs> our lives at this very moment are a condition of what we have let into our heart. The, the good things happening in your life are, are, are because of the things that you have allowed into your heart. The bad things in your life, the dysfunctions in your life, are things that you have allowed in your heart from your past. Proverbs 27 verse 19. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Your life is just a reflection of your heart. Your life is just a reflection of what's going on in the inside. And it's, under, it's important to understand we are not products of things that have happened to us, but we are products of things that we have let affect our heart. And you've got to understand that God cares about your heart. God cares about your heart. <coughs> Psalms 37 verse 4. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desires. I actually got this scripture horribly wrong when I first became a Christian. I used to think, God wants to give me your heart's desires. God, give me millions and millions of dollars, a big house, jet plane, and uh, let me, uh, you know, just let me just have lots of things and all that. But what I realized as I read this scripture is that God knitted our heart together. And in our heart, He placed needs and desires that every single human craves. It's fun, funny enough, it doesn't matter who we are, doesn't matter what point in time, doesn't matter, um, doesn't matter which culture you're from or what religion you are, there are things in every single, hardwired into every single person's heart that we crave. Every single person craves to be loved. 
Every single person craves to be accepted. Every single person craves to belong somewhere. Every single person craves to have hope in their life, to have joy, to have peace in their life. This is the cry of our heart. And this scripture, what it's saying is take delight in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. When we make God number one, he'll, He promises that He would give us the heart, the things that our heart cries for, truly cries for. And uh, for, look, I'll be honest with you. For me, majority of my biggest personal challenges, the problem wasn't the problem. Dysfunction, fear, anger wasn't the problem. It was just a reaction of something that was a few layers deeper, which was a hurting heart. My heart was hurting. And uh, there were three things in my life that I had to look into my heart and deal with. There were three things in my life that I had to confront. The first thing that was in my heart that I needed was a relationship with God. See, when I was 15 years old, I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't come to church. But my heart was, something in my heart had a big God hole in it. And my heart was crying out. I, I would lay in bed and ask this simple question. God, I wouldn't, or not God, but I said, why ask this question? Why am I here? What is the point of all this? <laughs> is this just a big mistake? And what it was, it was my heart was, there was a God hole in my heart that I was crying out for, that was crying out to be filled. And you know what? People try and fill that in with relationships. People try and fill that with uh, popularity and social things. But really, that, that hole could only be, f- be filled with a relationship with Him. And so what I, what I did is when I came to church, I felt something different in this atmosphere. I felt something different in the worship. I felt something when the preacher was saying something. And what it was, it was speaking to that hole in my heart. And, and uh, you know, I sat in church for three months and I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't have a relationship with Him. I just sat there and just absorbed it all, thought about it, stewed over it. Is this a cult? This is weird. Are these people crazy? Should I run from here as opposed to stay here? And, uh, but I just said, you know what? There's something here that was speaking to my heart. And I, I, I made the decision to put up my hands and, and give my heart to God. And I remember in that moment, when I gave my heart to God, I just, say, I just said a prayer, God, come into my heart. And I remember feeling God's love and peace in my life like I've never felt before. And what was it? There was a bit in my heart, a bit something in my heart that was crying out and it was a relationship with Him. And I'll tell you something, when I made that decision to open up my heart and to invite God in, it completely changed my world. There are people here today and you, have, you don't know have a relationship with God and that's okay because I didn't have a relationship with God when I came here either. And I didn't have a relationship with Him either. But... I just want to encourage you, you're not here by accident. You're here because you're searching. 
And later on in the service today, I'm going to give every single person in this room an opportunity to invite God into your heart, to fill that God gap, to fill that thing that your heart is craving so deeply, that thing that you're, you're wrestling with. Why am I here? What, is this all just an accident? Is this just, uh, just a thing that's happening in my world? Um, the second thing I had to deal with in my heart was things that I was exposed to as a kid. Uh, I was exposed to a couple of moments of extreme violence that, that completely shaped my world. I was exposed to having to wrestle without having to grow up with a dad. All these things wrote on my heart, I'm worthless, I'm wanted, not valued. And it, and it resulted in uh, fear, anger, confusion in my life. It wasn't my fault. I didn't understand but worst, worst thing of all, it was I didn't even want to deal with it. I was happy to just get it because it hurt so much and stuff it down the darkest hole that I could possibly find in my life. But really, it would always keep bubbling up and the pain would just keep flowing out. I remember sitting in church and I just want to just give a plug for church because I couldn't have done this without being in church. I couldn't have done this, gone this journey of healing and getting things out of my heart and the right stuff into my heart without being in the house of God. You know, we got men's conference coming up and it's like, yeah, it's the boys weekend. The boys are going to have fun. We've got Zorb balls. Someone's probably going to end up, uh, um, you know, in hospital or something like that. Um, but, but I know it's going to be 24 hours of God speaking to men's hearts. That's going to change their world. That's going to make them better fathers. Going to make them better sons. Going to make better marriages. If you ain't registered for real men today, you need, or yet, do it today. Don't wait. Wives, get your husbands registered for real men. Kids, drag your dad to the service desk. Don't wait. Get registered today because I know position yourself in the house of God for God to speak to your heart it will change your world and I remember it was only in church that these things got brought up it was only in church that I had the support that I needed our groups are vital if you're not in a group get into a group why because in a group you find people that are going to pray for you you're going to find people that support you they're going to find people that do the journey with you in this life. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to walk through this pain by yourself. You can do it with people in the house of God that can bring Jesus with them. So come on. But in this time of dealing with this stuff that was written on my heart, God gave me a couple of scriptures. And I'm going to share a lot of scriptures today because uh, those are the things that help. And it's Psalm 34, verse 18, and it says, the, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. One of the most amazing things about God is He isn't a band-aid, and He isn't a, she'll be right, mate, and uh, just keep uh, waddling along, and you'll figure it out. But, is, but He is a God that understands our hurt and pain better than anyone else in, the, in this world. God understands your pain. And I love this, I love this, that 
with the brokenhearted and with the crushed of spirit, he is close to them. And you know, as I've dealt with this pain, as I walk through these things, I realized something that God was so close to me in those times. Yes, dealing with it hurt. Yes, um, confronting some things was difficult. But in that whole time, I knew that he was there and it was going to be okay. Know, know whatever's written on your heart, whatever, whatever's coming out, whatever you're dealing with, know that God understands it. He doesn't just go, you'll be right. He doesn't just go, you know, slap a Band-Aid on it and say, oh, you'll figure it out and hopefully it'll come right. But he's there. He understands your pain. He understands the cry of your heart. He understands it hurts. And he comes close. <laughs> Psalm 147 verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And when he is close, this is what I found. Healing comes and he binds up my wounds. Today I believe there are people in this place and you are just like me. You have been victims, victim to things that should have never happened in your world. There are things that rocked your world. Some are big things, some are little things. There are things that affect you. There are things that control your everyday life. And I believe today God is speaking to your heart to say, you know what, I know it hurts. I know it's painful, but I am close and I want to do the journey with you. I want to bring healing and I want to bring freedom into your life. But the hardest part is to start the journey. And for me, that was, it was hard to start the journey. I ran away from it for years. I ran away from it. And you know what I realized? It was because I didn't trust God with it. And you know what I realized is that for God to work in my heart, for God to touch my heart, I had to have a moment of trust with Him. Lights just dipped. Jesus is here, everyone. <laughs> but what I realized is that I had to surrender to Him, that God could only move in my heart. God could only work in my heart to the level of what I surrendered to Him, what I surrendered my heart to Him with it. You know how I said before about a closed heart and a guarded heart? You don't need to guard your heart with God. You can have the one, the one person in this entire world or the one, one being in this entire world that you don't need to guard your heart with or one person that you can trust your whole heart to is with God. Not to close your heart off with Him. Not to close your heart off with Him. Trust God. Trust God. The third thing was uh, what I had to deal with was things that I exposed myself to. No one's fault but my own. Violence, bullying people, drugs, lying, shutting out people that love me, intentionally hurting the people that love me. No one's fault but my own. And it's important. And there was, a, there, was a, there was a time where I had to man up and take responsibility for the things that I had done that affected my life. And uh, it's a hard truth to take. From these things, I was carrying guilt, shame, regret, disappointment in myself. That's a big one. I believe there's men here today that you're disappointed in yourself and you're shut down on the inside because of things you've done in the past. There were things that I had to do 
to make amends to that. I had to say sorry to people. I had to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Tell you something, it's awkward. If you haven't seen someone since high school, the last 10 years, and you have to track them down on Facebook and write them a message saying, sorry. It's awkward. But I knew I needed to do those things because it brought healing into my heart. It brought freedom into my heart. It removed, it removed guilt, shame, and regret. It removed disappointment out of my heart. I love Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. But God still loved us with such a great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy, even when we were dead and doomed in our own sins. All the mistakes I made, all the things I muddled up, I was dead and doomed in my own mess. He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by His wonderful grace. You know what I love about this is that everything we've done in the past is washed away when we step into a relationship with Jesus. Everything, every bit of guilt and shame and hurt that we've done to ourselves is washed away because we are in God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs in Christ has become a new person. You are a new person in Jesus. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. You know what I found the hardest thing about this point is this was the thing that the devil gave me the most grief about. How is it that I can be sitting, sitting at home feeling like a fairly normal person and then I have things, what I've done wrong, flash before my eyes? What is that? That's the enemy throwing lies at me. That's the enemy trying to keep me bound up in shame and guilt. That's, and it's not a healthy thing. And you know what I found is that I had to declare this scripture over and over again, that I am a new creation in Christ. The old life is gone and the new life has become. <laughs> And I believe there are people here today in this room and you are carrying guilt and shame and disappointment over, the, over your life because of what you have done in the past. And like I said before, for you to move forward in that just like me, it might mean you have to say sorry to someone. It might mean you have to forgive someone. It might mean you have to uh, actually uh, have a few awkward conversations and that's okay. It's, remember, it's for your heart, not theirs. It will help their heart, but... You know, it will help their heart. It's all good. It all works together. It's all about the heart. And <laughs> but remembering, but remembering the most fundamental thing is that when you invited Jesus into your life, the old you was left behind, and the new you was moving forward. And I'm, I always want to take a moment in this place today to pray for every single person in this room. And whatever step or point you are in in this very moment, I want to pray for God's love. God's peace, God's protection over you as, you as you rewrite these things on your heart. So let's just close our eyes and pray right now. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Just open up your heart to God right now. As I said before, 
You, the, the one person that you can completely trust your heart with is God. The one person that you can completely trust your heart with is God. Heavenly Father, That's awesome. <laughs> Heavenly Father. <laughs> Lord, I just lift every person in this room right now. Lord, and every single thing that's written on their heart, God. Lord God, I just pray, Lord, that you help them to identify the things that aren't you that are written on their heart. Help them, God, to identify the pain and the things that are bringing dysfunction, fear, and anger into their life, God. Help them, Lord, to trust you and surrender these things to you right now, Heavenly Father. Lord God, that you would be close to them in this time. And that in that closeness, God, that you would bring your healing your peace, your love, and your joy, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we just silence every lie of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. We silence fear. We silence doubt. We silence shame. We silence guilt right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I just pray every person that's beginning this journey, rewriting things on their heart, God, that you would be with them, that you'd give them wisdom, that you would guide their steps. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen.